Hey, everybody, before we get into this week's episode, I want to tell you about my newsletter, Build Something Weekly. If you want to get insights from this show, as well as content I've written and news and updates from around the WordPress podcast and general business community, sign up for the Build Something Weekly newsletter over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. It's something that I love doing that I put a lot of time into and has been very well received. So thank you if you have signed up. Again, if you are interested in that, it's totally free. It's totally weekly. It's over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Now let's get into this week's episode, which is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee, ExpressVPN, Text Expander, and iThemes. Lots of great support for this episode. And there should be because today I get to talk to Emily Hunkler. Webinars can be a great way to grow your audience, but they are a tough business. And today's guest, Emily Hunkler, is a pro. She's able to host consistent webinars and virtual meetups for GoWP at a time where it helps most, but also at a time where people are experiencing a virtual event fatigue. She is doing it right. And in today's episode, Emily lets us in on exactly how she does it. So let's get into that. But first, a word from our first sponsor, Yes Please Coffee. This episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. Upgrade your morning with Yes Please. This fantastic coffee subscription will send freshly roasted beans to your door with no fuss. Pick your size and how often you need beans and they'll ship you a unique blend of expertly sourced and roasted coffee beans. I've been drinking Yes Please Coffee for a few weeks now and I have been loving it. Each week, I get to try a new blend of flavors that helps me mix up my mornings. And the best part is I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go to some new roasters website, look at all the flavors, wonder if I'm actually going to like it or not, and then finally order. Every week, Yes Please just sends me coffee and it's new and different and delicious. Each shipment even comes with an info card about the beans and some other information like reading lists and extra stuff that I just enjoy getting in the mail with my coffee. So if you're ready to upgrade your mornings with unique blends of coffee beans, sign up today. Head over to howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code HIBI for $5 off your subscription. And don't worry, if you're going on vacation or you have a little too much some weeks, you can skip shipments or cancel anytime. Again, upgrade your mornings with coffee, great coffee, from Yes Please at howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code HIBI for $5 off. Fantastic, delicious coffee beans shipped right to you. And now back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that today? My guest is Emily Hunkler. She is the Director of Growth at GoWP. Emily, how are you? Thanks for being here. A a few weeks ago, as we record this, uh, Brad's episode went live about um, kind of pivoting during a recession. It was perfectly timed on my part because it came out on the day that the Fed announced we're officially in a recession, uh, which I didn't plan at all, Uh, (laughs) but it worked out. Today, we are talking about um, 
creating consistent content, especially for webinars. And I, I'm focusing on content in season nine because I think that it's a great organic way to drive more traffic to your business. It's something that I've been trying to do. And webinars has always have always been interesting to me. You, you all over at GoWP seem to be doing a really great job of it. So um, that was a really long intro. <laughs> but uh, um, why don't we start off a little bit with who you are and what you do? Sure. So, yeah, um, I am Emily Hunkler, like you said, a growth director at GoWP. Um, for people who don't know GoWP, we are a company that um, what we like to say is that we provide exceptional WordPress services for um, to help WordPress agencies grow. So um, we've always been known for maintenance and support, um, subscription plans, that kind of thing. Um, and we're we're kind of branching out beyond that now with page builds and, and that sort of stuff. Um, what I do is as growth directors, I oversee the marketing sales and customer success departments of GoWP. Um, so what that means, I guess, is most of my time is spent in mark in marketing and, and growing that and bringing leads in and that kind of stuff. Um, Recently, though, it's been great. I've had time to devote to kind of doing an overhaul of our customer success department, which is, you know, I say department, but we're a small team. It's <laughs> it's Brad and I, and we've got um, Lucas on maintenance and, and Daniel, or yeah, Lucas on maintenance, Daniel on uh, content edits and page builds. Um, we've got our happiness engineers and I, and we have Kaylin also, who is part of the growth department as well. So um, her and I really work closely together on, on all of the marketing sales and customer success. Um, but yeah, let me see, get back to what I was <laughs> find my direction again. Um, yeah. but yeah, so being able to devote some time to customer success and really figuring out how we can help our current customers succeed and do well, both with our services and what we can use kind of our leverage to bring in other things to, to help them succeed as well. So, Yeah. Nice. Nice. And I really like that because you, I feel like you're a very, um, you know, I learned a couple of years ago, like the Carfax strategy was not to talk to their customers, but to talk to their customers' customers. And I get a little bit of that feel from you too, because you're telling, you know, you're teaching agency owners things like the content I'm most familiar with, because it's the content I've done for you is, is how to create a podcast, but you're informing your agency owners, your your customers and your potential customers, how they can better serve their own customers um, as well as themselves. I just said customers like 400 times in that, <laughs> in that sentence. Um, so I hope you all followed me at home. I hope you just followed what I said there, Emily. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I, you're absolutely right. And I, that's a, yeah. really the essence of kind of what we try to do because, um, yeah, our services are white labeled. So our customers use us in a way that so that they're the end client doesn't know that we're even involved. Right. So, so we, it makes sense that we would, we want to help our customers be able to better serve their clients. So, and, and we have a good way of doing this because Brad who founded GoWP, he, he was an agency before he knows that experience. Um, and for my part, the community that we've created with GoWP, I'm able to have kind of access to all these awesome agency owners who talk to me and give me insights and let me know like what's needed. And then I can go back to the team and say, let's get these things together. Let's, you know, we need to help them out with this and help them out with that. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. And one of the ways that you've been doing that is through your webinar series and and your virtual happiness hours. I'm going to lump them together because I think that they're different, but I feel maybe serve a similar purpose. Um, And so I I do want to ask, like, how long have you been doing the webinars? Yeah, so I went back and looked that up because I was curious as well, because I feel like I've been working at GoWP for a lifetime. I mean, it's not even been two years yet. We're coming up on two years in September, but it it feels like so much longer. And I think that speaks to the growth we've experienced, the kind of level of maturity we've reached in that, in those two years. And it's great to look back. So thank you for giving me the reason to look back on all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we did our first webinar. The first webinar we did was right when I started. We, Um, it was, I started right after Labor Day, September, 2018, and Brad had already organized this awesome webinar with, um, Liquid Web as co-presenters and Cliff Almeida from my web audit doing the, being the panelist and doing the presentation on my web audit. And, and it was, it was a slow start though. I mean, we did that webinar and then we didn't do one for a while. It, it, a lot of other things needed done. There was, you know, a lot on my plate being kind of the first marketing hire at the company. So there was a lot of low hanging fruit we were getting, getting done before kind of launching a whole webinar series kind of thing. But it was always something that was on the plate and always something that we knew resonated with our, with our community and our audience. Um, So since then, I did not count how many we had, but let's see, we got three, six, nine, 12, 15. So we've got 15 webinars under our belts now. Um, so nice. last one was just this Tuesday with Troy Dean. Um, and, and now they're regular. I mean, since it's really, I had a maternity leave last spring about a year ago now. And since coming back from that, we really kind of doubled down on it and said, you know, this, our audience loves this. People are engaging. People are enjoying it. Um, they, they work. It's great information. Um, and it helps us out building partnerships and being able to really forge those partnerships as well. So, so it was just a no brainer that that was really where we needed to kind of focus some efforts. Yeah, that's, that's really fantastic. And we'll talk more uh, about the details of planning and things like that. Uh, but before that, I want to talk about the virtual happiness hours, which are a, a bit newer than mm-hmm. that, right? About a bit more recent, I guess is the better way to put it. Yeah, so the virtual happiness hours, we started those um, basically when, you know, shelter in place started. So mm-hmm. we we had big plans for 2020. <laughs> I'm sure everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a huge part of that was going to be WordCamps. We were, and I was so excited about it, you know, I was like, okay, I'm in a spot like last year, I was pregnant for most of the time. I wasn't really into traveling that much. This year, you know, the baby's old enough that I feel okay leaving for a weekend here and there. It was, it was like, everything's in the right place. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, so we went to a couple, we went to WordCamp Phoenix, WordCamp Greenville, Brad went to Miami. Um, I think that might've been all before they did the lockdown, but, but part of our, our, um, our goals at the WordCamps were to really connect with our partners and any of our customers that were there. So, you know, you're able to see the list of attendees and, and see who's going and we know who, who our customers are and who our partners are and reach out to them and schedule these happiness hours. So we did the first one at WordCamp US um, in St. Louis. 
last year and it was we didn't know if we were going to have you know five people show up or 20 people show up and we ended up I I don't think we got a count but we filled the space completely we had no more room so <laughs> we're like this is great everybody nice. had a great time we had you know the time of our lives just being able to get real face to face time with people um and it was it was awesome so we were going to do more of that but then you know we hit where Camp Phoenix did one there and then we couldn't do any more so we started thinking, you know, how can we still engage our community, still try and forge this sense of, you know, friendship and and camaraderie, I guess, without being able to see each other. And that's something that WordPress is about anyway, right? And everybody's missing yeah. WordCamps if, if for the happiness hours or for the sessions or just for seeing people's faces, the people you see online. Um, so we really wanted to take that and, and figure out a way to still have that. Um, and so we came up with the idea of just having, you know, a friendly call on a Friday afternoon. Um, I reached out for the first one. I reached out to Mike Killen and Christina Romero. And I said, you know, it's probably best if we have a topic, but let's keep it loose. That way, if nobody attend or if nobody attends or if nobody is comfortable speaking, you know, this is kind of mm-hmm. new for a lot of people. So at least we have something that we can talk about. And I had people on the call that I knew were comfortable talking on a Zoom call. Yeah. Um and that one was absolutely awesome. Cliff Almeida was there too, I think. Yeah. And, and they did great. We talked about, um, kind of what, how agencies are responding to the, to the pandemic basically and, and what nice. kind of struggles there were. So, and people showed up and it was great. I mean, I think we had 15 to 20 people. We consistently have 15 to 20, 25 people on all the calls. People are talking, um, new people are coming each week, faces that we don't know that are in the Facebook group. And I love seeing that. I love seeing all the, you know, old faces as well, getting to know those people better and better each week. And but the great the great thing about it, and Brad and I talk every Friday after the call, and we're just we're kind of amazed by how much value there is on those calls. You know, having people like Mike Killen, Chris Lemma, Christina Romero, uh, Cliff Almeida. Uh, we had Troy Dean on one a couple weeks ago. Like they're there just waiting to you know, field a question. Like it's one-on-one yeah. time with these brilliant coaches that everybody loves. And a lot of people have paid good money for in the past as well. And you can just get some one-on, not one-on-one, but some FaceTime with them and ask your questions and get some great insights. So it's, it's been really good. And people, I, I it seems like people are enjoying it. So we're, we're, we're doing it every week. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have sadly missed more than I wanted to because, um, you know, well, you know, my wife is a nurse and uh, she was often working on Fridays or on the Fridays that she wasn't. I was like, I got to hunker down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is officially on maternity leave, though. She has to, uh, as we as we record this. Um, so I am back to working full time for probably a week and a half before yeah. the baby comes, but um, hopefully that means I'll have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hopefully that means I'll have more time to join. I was able to join one and it was, I mean, we talked gear and that's yeah. like my favorite thing ever. So yeah, that was um, a great, I'm, I'm still thinking of ways to reuse that one because there's so much good information on that. Yeah. Abs- and a, th- there was a time I went out and I bought the key light right after that. Yeah, <laughs> because I was so, like, so did Brad. So I did was Brad. talking about <laughs> nice. So, um, oh yeah, we had like a little bit of this is a sidebar, everybody. But yeah. uh, we, Brad and I, had a little bit of a sidebar when we recorded our episode because he was like, "Should I get it? What do you think?" And I'm like, "I want with the key light because like uh, it's mounted, so that's more room on my desk." And um, 
yeah, it was just super informative and and I, super valuable even for for me who's very into this stuff. I think my next my next purchase is a shotgun mic because I, I just, the well, mic I just in my saw face. Your, your tweet on Twitter about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by iThemes. Did you know that sixty percent of website breaches occur because a vulnerability could have been patched but wasn't? That means having software with known vulnerabilities installed on your site gives hackers the blueprint they need to take over your site. Every day, it gets harder and harder to keep track of every disclosed WordPress vulnerability. You have to compare that list to your plugins and themes by version and make sure you're constantly updating. To solve this problem, the iThemes Security Pro plugin created a better way to protect your sites against software vulnerabilities, the number one culprit of WordPress sites. The new improved WordPress security site scan, powered by iThemes, performs automatic checks for known website vulnerabilities and automatically applies available fixes so you don't have to. Whew. That's some peace of mind. And I could speak personally to this because as somebody who has repaired hacked websites, I know that it could be costly and dangerous to lose information, especially when it's personally identifiable. So iTheme Security Pro also includes a ton of other features to help you keep the bad guys out. Brute force protection, two-factor authentication, passwordless logins, and compromised password protection. Plus a whole lot more to keep you safe. If you want to start securing your sites today, head over to howibuilt.it slash iThemes to get the best WordPress security plugin to secure and protect WordPress. iThemes is giving How I Built It listeners a 20% discount by using the code HowIBuiltIt at checkout. Again, that's HowIBuilt.it slash iThemes. That's HowIBuilt.it slash I-T-H-E-M-E-S. And use the code HowIBuiltIt at checkout for 20% off. And now, back to the show. Webinars and the virtual happiness hours provide such high value. So as we get into, this is exciting because I actually get to ask the traditional question of how did you build it? Uh, I haven't been able to explicitly ask that in a while. Um, and and I want to ask it from, or I want to attack this question from two different angles. How do you come up with content and what's your actual webinar stack? So uh, let's start with the webinar stack because this is a content focused se- season and then we can go deep into coming up with content. Sure. Um, let me see. So webinar stack, stack, snack. <laughs> um, you want to know like what's the, what do we use to kind of produce it all, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I pulled up my, my to-do, my checklist that I have for every time I do a webinar. I have a template card on our board and I have to run through everything. Nice. It's, there's a lot that goes into a webinar. Really the easiest part, and you probably know this, is the recording, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the easiest. It's everything that's before and then everything that's after. That's just, okay, where's my list? What do I need to do? Don't forget anything. Um, So so yeah, what we do is we'll have the initial call with, or email or whatever it is with who we want on the webinar. Um, And that's where we'll discuss the topic. Um, we'll discuss the date, find a date that works for everybody and, and get it on the books, calendar saver, all that kind of thing. Um, 
then from there, I'll make sure that they can give me, you know, a headshot because we'll need the photo, um, landing page copy, bio info, all of that kind of stuff, which we build our landing page. We use Zoom. So we do Zoom webinars, um, but we do not use the Zoom registration pages. We build our own landing page mm. and use um, Zapier to send the registration to Zoom through a webhook. So <clears throat> it's setting up the landing page. Then we make sure that the form is connected both to Zapier, which sends the registrant through Zoom, and also to MailChimp so that we're getting people into our subscriber list and um, tagging them with the webinar so that I can follow back up with those same people after the webinar is recorded to send out the recording. Um, nice. So that's all part of it as well. Let's see if we use anything else. I think that's all the kind of software we do. Um, yeah, apart from that, it's just the other software is just kind of where we announce it. So we use Beamer in our client portal to make like the what's new kind of um, notifications, uh, social media, of course, Facebook group. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's that's it. Nice. And I noticed one of the uh, enticing things about the virtual happiness hours, especially, is if you're in the group every Friday at three o'clock or shortly after, I see the the grid of heads and I'm like, I want to join that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Zoom webinars allows you to automatically stream to Facebook. Is that right? Yes. So that was the great thing when we, when Brad and I were discussing, you know, how best to put these weekly calls together, we wanted it to be something that people join in and can use their video and voice and actually be part of the conversation. Um, of course, it's hard to have a conversation with 20 people and it is what it is, but we do it. It works so well. And I think that speaks to just the level of professionalism of everybody. Like we're all, this industry is full of people who use zoom, do video calls all the time. So that's great. We don't have the issues that a lot of companies are having these days where it's like people talking over each other, you know, mm -hmm. not realizing their cameras on that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't had any huge like faux pas on that end. So that's been great. Um, but yeah, Zoom allows us to, it's a Zoom webinar for the happiness hours. Um, I don't, I just make it open, an open webinar so you don't have to re register. Um, and then I give the link to the, to the webinar in the Facebook group. People click on that link. They come in initially just as attendees. And then I promote each person to a panelist okay. as they enter. And then they have the option of using their video and voice. And Zoom allows you to stream directly to Facebook. Nice, as a, as nice. a webinar, That's not great. as a call, but as a webinar, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the important bit here is that Zoom webinars allows you to uh, stream both to Facebook and YouTube, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I've been using BeLive for Facebook stuff um, and Crowdcast for the webinar stuff. But I think, I mean, I got a lifetime deal on BeLive. So like I'm not real. I paid for it once. But um, I think I if I'm going to continue more on my webinar path, I think I'd like something probably a bit more streamlined like what what y'all are doing over there. Yeah, it's been it's um, been really great. Yeah. Nice. Um and then Oh boy, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, oh, and then interacting with the uh, with the audience in in both. So in the in, again, in the happiness hour, it's a little less structured, right? Cuz everybody comes in and gets promoted as a as a presenter. And then I'm sure people can also use the chat and like Facebook comments, right? Yeah. If I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. um, is it the same for your, 
again, I'm I'm trying to recall correctly. It's the same for your like more formal webinars, right? So for the webinars, we require mm-hmm. registration. So people do if they want to be in on the Zoom call on the Zoom webinar, they do have to register for that. Um, or the way to go around that is becoming a member of the Facebook group where we live stream it okay. in there as well. So if you're watching in the Facebook group, you don't have to register, obviously, because it's just live stream there. Um, however, for our more formal webinars, we don't promote people to panelists. It's just myself and right. whoever the panelist is for that call. Um, but part of my job is watching the chat. People do use the chat really heavily, and that's we encourage that. That's great. So watching okay. the chat both both in the Zoom webinar and also... Um, over on Facebook as well, which is interesting because there's about a five to 10 second delay um, yeah. between what's happening in Zoom and what's happening on Facebook. So whenever we say like, okay, does anyone have any questions? Um, we kind of have to do some fill, filler talk right there just to make sure that people on yeah. Facebook are able to get their questions in before we close that window, you know? Yeah, do a little vamping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's I gave a, a webinar about how to give a good online lecture. And that was one of my tips was like, when you're like getting ready to ask a question, ask it and then have like 30 seconds of content ready to talk about yep. so that those questions can come in. Yeah. And I'll always also, um, as soon as, as soon as we say like, anybody have any questions, I'll qu- go over to Facebook and say like, we're ready to take some questions, get them ready so that people are thinking mm-hmm. and kind of. Oh yeah. Nice. Well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So is that is that hard to manage? Because you're kind of the MC of the webinar and you're also like checking the comments. Yeah. And as somebody who's tried to be the presenter, MC and comment checker, that's like a lot of overload for me. It is a lot. Um, and I, I don't want to say it's easy because the first time you do it, it's not easy and it's really stressful. Right. Um, but after the first time, it's pretty easy. I think like once you get used to it, it's not Mm -hmm. too bad. For example, tomorrow, so for our happiness hour this week, I'm actually not going to be there. So I was showing, um, Kaylin kind of everything that I do. And it's when you go through that, that you're like, Oh wow, there's a lot that goes into this. (laughs) And, and and so that's where it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. I mean, it's all kind of just like pushing buttons and pulling strings, you know, but you just have to make sure you don't drop anything in that process and mess everything up all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned that you have a checklist. I'm sure that's super helpful. Yep. And once you have your process in place, you know, it's, it's like right now I've got my, my zoom call so I can see you. I've got my recording uh, on GarageBand right underneath it. So I could see it's, it hasn't stopped or anything because that would be a tragedy um, <laughs> and uh, like a fake tragedy. Um, and then I've got the my notes on the other side of the screen. So like it looks like a lot's going on here. But once you have everything in place and you know where it is, it, it probably um, is a bit easier to manage. Yeah, it is. Exactly. And it's it's that it's putting that process down in an easy checklist that somebody can pick up and read and follow and do that makes it, you know, scalable and lets me be able to take a Friday off or or do something like that. Right. Because if not, if I'm just like, no, it's too difficult. I'll just come in for an hour on Friday, even though I wanted the day off kind of thing where you shouldn't have to do that. Right. So, and that's something that we, yeah, we're really good about at GoWP, I think so, because we want to respect that people can have a day off and, you know, you should be able to just say, here's the process, you do it kind of thing and have it be done. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, that's like just such an important thing for 
um, for any organization. I remember like I wasn't allowed to take a vacation at the same time as one of my coworkers because like, yeah, he's like, they're like, what if something goes wrong? And I'm like, what if something goes wrong? Like we have four other programmers here. The whole company should not be dependent on, yeah, on one person. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Let me tell you about the time that I was searching for a birthday gift for my wife. We have a shared computer. I did the search. I used incognito mode, but it was nearly spoiled because ads were showing up on various services we used, even though I used incognito mode. So if you are thinking, just use incognito mode to keep your search history private, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers. So your ISP can't see the sites you visit or sell your data. It also keeps your information secure by encrypting 100% of it with the most powerful encryption available. And most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It's running seamlessly in the background. I can use it to test my websites in various locations and a lot more. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices too phones, computers, and even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. I have used it to watch games that were supposed to be blacked out in my area, but there was no way for me to watch it on TV or streaming. It was great. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash how I built it, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash how I built it. Visit expressvpn.com slash how I built it to learn more. And now back to the show. So great. We have your your webinar stack and uh, how you manage the questions and everything, which I think is really important. Um, how do you come up with content for your webinars? So I would say the main driver on that, first and foremost, is who our audience is. And that's you know what our community is, and that's agency owners. Um, so that's always first and foremost, you know, and and then after that, it's okay, who, who are these agency owners listening to? Who do they like? Who, um, what are they looking for? What kind of information? And a lot of that is easy. You can find that easily by, you know, looking at social media, the groups on Facebook, Twitter, that kind of stuff. Um, who's doing what out there and then kind of fig also taking into account, um, partnerships. So partnerships for us, it's huge. Um, being able to identify those other brands or, or, or people that have the same audience as us, like don't have a competing product or service, but the same audience and, and figuring out how we can work together to bring great content to, to that audience, to that community, and also help each other out by, you know, sharing our community with them. And then in turn, you know, we can partner with them to share helpful information or, or exclusive deals or, or whatever, that kind of stuff with, with their audience then. Um, so that's a big thing. So I, what I do is I look at who we're working with, who our partners are, 
um, what they're doing, if they have anything new coming out, if, um, if they're working on a new course or if they, you know, have, um, some new, a new blog post or something that I think is really interesting and like, Hey, would you be interested in kind of turning that into a webinar, sharing that in a different format with our audience kind of stuff, uh, and reaching out to them and talking about what they're interested in doing, what they're interested in sharing. Um, I always let them know this is who our audience is at as you know, basically, and make, and it's not kind of, uh, entry level for on most things, like occasionally we might have a, right. a webinar that is something new, but on most things, it's not entry level kind of information. We want a little bit higher advanced user kind of stuff. And, and we work together to figure out how to kind of curate that content into something that works for them. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I figured from, um, yeah, the you, kind of content I see you putting out. And you did like a that's fantastic. Us, so, yeah. <laughs> and I did a webinar with you. Yeah. And I knew like I couldn't just I didn't just give my here's how to start a podcast. I added some more I kept the base information, but uh, I added like what does this mean for the agency owner? What this could mean for your clients. Um mm-hmm. and I think that's just super valuable, right? I my call to action for that one was a a, a free consulting call, I think. Yeah, like a free 15 minute. Lots of people took me up. That's uh, awesome. took, uh, took me up on that, which was great because I was able to learn from those too. Um, you know about what people are struggling with and and how I can better curate my content. So it's it was definitely a win win, uh, which is I think really important too. It, that's super important for us because, like I said, you know, first and foremost, we want it to be quality content for our audience because if it's not, like you know, people aren't going to come back and want to see the next one. They're, we want to have a good webinars with a good reputation, right? That like they put together good webinars, they, people who are presenting have good quality information. It's well vetted, that kind of stuff, because if not, we're just going to lose, um, you know, respectability and, and kind of all that sort of stuff, reputation, um, that goes a long way. And then after that, it's making it a win-win situation for whoever we're partnering with so that, so that, our community gets something out of it. And so that the person presenting also gets something out of it. Right. And so that's, I really try and, you know, check both of those boxes every time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what you said is super important. I want to drive this point home is uh, the way you come up with your content is by understanding your audience and maybe even directly reaching out to your audience. So uh, this is a lesson. This was like a hard lesson for me to learn somehow. Uh, I like, I, I implemented it in the last couple of years, but most of my content was just like, oh, I should write about this because I know about it. And then I started actually including the, hey, can I ask you one question in my sequences? And again, that's really helped shape my content and make me write better copy, do better episodes, write better sales copy because you know, I know the objections now. And so I just think that's a very important point to drive home and something that that you're doing very well. Thank you. And it's, I mean, it's, it's intentional big time for me because I don't have an agency owner background. I'm, I have a marketing background. I've always worked at, you know, pretty big companies really where we don't have this opportunity to one-on-one get to know, you know, our customers. It's, I sit in a big office space and, you know, hit the keyboard kind of stuff. Yeah. And so it's been a huge learning experience for me and, and having the Facebook group has been so valuable because I'm able to, one of the other things we do in there, apart from the happiness hours, which that is so helpful because I'm sitting in there talking to people, hearing agency owners talk about, you know, how their weeks are going, what they're struggling with, all that kind of stuff. 
But another thing I do in the group is we we make um, member profiles. So I ask every now and then I'll ask people to volunteer to schedule a time to jump on a Zoom call with me. We record it. It's just a quick interview um, where I get to know them. We talk about a few things. And and by having these one-on-one calls with people, I'm getting to know who I'm talking to in general, right? By one-on-one getting to know people individually, I get a much better general picture of who who I'm marketing toward, I guess, in, in the broader sense of things. And it's, it's so valuable. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, the other thing that you mentioned, and this was, I had written this question down. And so you started to answer it pretty much was, uh, how long did it take you to build a following? You, you mentioned that the good content that you put out vetting the, the, the presenters and things like that helps people come back. Um, but getting people to show up to webinars is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. Um, and then, act, you know, getting them to register is one thing. Getting them to show up is another thing. So how long did it take you to build that following? Are there any tips and tricks to, to help listeners and a certain host of this podcast do, do better at that? Be better at that? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So we've done quite a few things testing over the past, I guess now, like years so couple years now, I guess. Um, and what doesn't work, I guess, are face, at least the way we were running them, Facebook ads, they did not work for us. We were saying like every time we would do a webinar, we would talk to the, tell the person we were partnering with, you know, like, yeah, we're going to throw a couple hundred bucks at Facebook ads on this and, and really promote this. We want to get a bunch of people going. And, you know, that did two things that showed the person that we're partnering with that, like, we want to really support you here and get you out there. And it also hopefully, you know, got us more people, got more people into our, into our community. Um, But it didn't work. I mean, it, it wouldn't, it wasn't hitting the the target audience. Maybe I'm not sure exactly what it was. We tried it several times though, and never figured it out and just figured we can do better elsewhere. Today's episode is brought to you by Smile and their product, Text Expander. Save time typing and boost your productivity with Text Expander. You know I'm all about automation and Text Expander is a great way to get started with automation. It allows you to create your own snippets for repetitive text you tend to use everywhere. Add the text, create a snippet, and boom, save precious time and keystrokes. One of my favorite snippets is for my address. So instead of typing out my full address and risking typos, I simply type dollar sign A-D-D-R and Text Expander does the rest, filling in my full address for me. I also have snippets for my street, my city, and my zip code. But that's not all Text Expander does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is when I type PPT. That will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it to plain text. So I'm no longer fighting formatting when I copy from a Word document, a Google Doc, or a plain HTML page, like a website. I also use it for common links, email messages, which I can completely customize with fill-ins and drop-down menus, and even date calculations. I'm currently writing a book, and Text Expander has been instrumental with that. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad, so pretty much anywhere you do computing. 
If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or automation in general, now's the time. As a listener, you can get 20% off your first year. Just visit TextExpander.com slash podcast and let them know how I built it sent you. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. And now back to the show. I'm very relieved to hear that because I did like Twitter ads for my last webinar and I got like three signups and I think two were from my mailing list anyway. So like, (laughs) I'm relieved to hear that uh, it wasn't just like my complete screw up. No, and I've asked, I mean, whenever I do webinars too, I'll ask, I I generally ask people like, do you have, like, if you have a, uh, an audience list or, you know, like a lookalike audience list or something that's working, not obviously not their targeted subscriber list or anything, but something that's working for Facebook ads, we're happy to like help out that way. And they're like, no, Facebook ads don't work for me. So, <laughs> so it's kind of the, the story I'm getting, maybe, you know, maybe not talking to the right people either, but they work, they work for some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, what has really helped us drive, um, registrants is attendees is something different um, that we'll talk about too, right. but registrants is, is making sure that the person you're partnering with is also sharing that they're going to be on this webinar and making that as easy as possible and reaching out to past partners who you've had on webinars and asking them to also help share that you're putting on this new webinar and you'd love for them to share it out to your community. So we try and make that as easy as possible by putting the, the shareable image together, you know, a graphic that we, we make and sending that, you know, okay, registration page is up. We're going to be sharing this heavily, promoting it heavily. We'd love you to do the same. Here's some images you can use if you want. Um, you know, here's the URL, the landing page, all that kind of stuff. Um, so make that as easy as possible. And then apart from that, reaching out to past partners and saying, Hey, we're doing this webinar. I'd love if you could, you know, if, if it fits in with, you know, your, whatever you're sharing this week, if you could fit that in, that'd be awesome. Really appreciate it. You know, asking for that and with them fully knowing that whenever they come to us, we help as well. So it's Mm -hmm. really about that reciprocation that makes me feel comfortable to even ask in the first place, I guess. Um, and not feel kind of like uh, slimy salesy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're hawking your wares. Exactly. (laughs) And that also speaks to making sure it's good content. So people are more willing to share Mm -hmm. your stuff if they know like, Oh yeah, they put out good stuff. So I'm happy to share that. Um, so that, that goes into that as well. Now attendees. Um, yeah, we haven't, we get decent attendees. I, I I think they say you should, you can count on like 30% of registrants to show up live and, Mm -hmm. and that's about where we're at. So I'm comfortable with it. Um, one thing that our zoom webinars does is they send a one hour reminder email. Um, it's not a 10 minute reminder email. So I feel like that would help, but I'm not able to do that easily at the moment. So I'm not sure, (laughs) but I think for me, like that 10 minute reminder really helps, um, apart from the hour, but you know, we're, we're hitting that 30% and that's what they say you can expect. So I'm not too concerned. And we I always get people, um, emailing me like, Hey, I missed it. Send the recording. Always, always, always. So I know people, even if they register, they can't show up. I get it. Um, but they, they want to see it still. Yeah. That's, that's something I try to include in all of my copy too. Like recording the replay will be available, uh, because that's always the number one question I get. You know, it's, I mean, we're, I think we're both on the East coast of the U S right. Um, and so like, I try to pick a good time. 2 PM seems to be Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, 
I I don't add daylight or savings anymore because people are always like, did you mean? I'm like, you know what I mean. I know. Uh, I know. There's a lot of like, really strict time zone people out there. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I just mean Eastern time. Yeah. And that seems like a a sweet spot, right? Because it's like not too late in England. I guess it kind of is. It's like seven o'clock there, but it's not like midnight. Yeah, um, there's no sweet, like, there's no sweet yeah. spot for Australia though. <laughs> that one's no, that's there, a hard one. <laughs> there really isn't. Yeah, I've I've tried to like arrange guests from Australia, and I've either had to be on like super late, or they had to be on super early, or more likely a combination of the two. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's that's tough. So, yeah, the the having the replay available probably helps drive registrants because then they can Absolutely. they know yeah. that they can consume the content later. So awesome. Well, we we are coming up on time here. uh, And I do need to ask you my favorite question, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Let's see. So I feel like I, maybe you could guess what it is. I don't, maybe it's not much of a secret, but it's partnerships. I mean, for me, that's really been the key to everything that we've had success with at GoWP. It's having those people that have your back want to see you do well, that they feel like you, that it's reciprocated, that you want them to do well also. And you know that you can just count on them to, to, you know, be your cheerleader and, and that you feel good doing the same for them. And, and it's making sure that those are good partnerships, right? That the person, that the people you're partnering with are just as high quality, high value, want to help the community as you are that, and, and if that's not the case, then, you know, don't waste your time with it. It's, it's really, and go and going out of your way to, to help them also, like with some of the people that we partner with, you know, if, whenever they email, uh, it's always, you know, a quick response. And you say back, like, what can we promote for you? What are you doing right now? What can we promote anything we can put in our newsletter this week? Like, you know, what's going on and, and just being there and helping out. And that's, that's the key for us. It really is. That's, that's our secret. It's not much of a secret, but it's what works and it's what, helps us grow really. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you say it's not a secret, but I think it is something that really a lot of people should hear. It's again, something that I like to think I practice, but I don't know that I always do. And uh, especially when you mentioned kind of um, reaching out to your partners to share, but like putting together all the images and things like that. I just started doing that. Like I, I did that uh, for my affiliates. I created a whole folder for them for my new course. And you, you want to make it as easy as possible for them. You want to, as you said, make sure that they know that they can count on you too. And again, I think I think you're just like killing it at that because I had no hesitation um, reaching out to you and Brad, you know, for whatever. Um and I, uh, even there are some people that I, I really know personally, and I'm like, do I want to, do I, will I feel like I'm bothering them? Yeah, if I you reach don't want that them? hesitation. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and the way yeah. to not have that is to, to reciprocate, right? To know and to ma- let them yeah. know a hundred, and you do, Joe, you do a great job at it as well. And and we're, we're happy to have you as, as you know, <laughs> go to VP cheerleader and for us to like cheerlead yeah. all of your efforts and, and your projects as well. And, and it's, and it's because we love what you're doing, you know, and we're not afraid to say that. And, and that's, that's all part of it. If, if we're worried to ask somebody for something because 
the only reason would be is that I would be hesitant that they come back and ask me for something and, Oh, I don't know if I'd want to share that, you know, then that's, mm-hmm. maybe that's not an ideal partnership, you know, maybe that's not right, where you right. should be focusing. Yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Well, this has been great, Emily. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, where can people find you? Um, yep. Yeah, so they can find me right now. I'm spending almost all my time in the niche agency owners, Facebook group. So <laughs> I'm there a lot. Um, on Twitter, I am, uh, I rarely say it out loud, I guess, Amali who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always just write it. It's E M A L I H U. So Emily, Alicia Hunkler, it's, you know, the, my three names uh. shortened, I guess. Um, long ago. Uh, <laughs> and nice. yeah, those are, those are the best places to find me, I'd say. Awesome. Well, I will link to those and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. Emily, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. This is so much fun. Thanks so much to Emily for joining me today. I absolutely love whenever I get to talk to her. She's a lot of fun. She's a pro. She's great. Uh, And her trade secrets are just fantastic. I mean, partnerships have been the key to everything. I think that's great. Having those people who have your back, also super important. It's the importance of networking and doing right by the people who you align yourself with. So I I loved this episode. It's really helped me shape my perspective on how I want to do live streams and webinars moving forward. And uh, her advice is just super helpful. So definitely check her out. You can find all of the links that we talked about today over at the show notes on howibuilt.it slash 187. Thanks so much to this week's sponsors. Yes, please. Coffee, ExpressVPN, iThemes, and Text Expander. They help me all day, every day. I love that I have their support on this show because it means a lot to me and I really love their products. Now, if you want to learn more about tools I love as well as insights that we get here on this show and news from around the internet, you can head over to how I built slash subscribe to sign up for Build Something Weekly. As a matter of fact, if you do that, you'll get a nice summary of everything that we've talked about here in written format. So again, that's how I built it slash subscribe to sign up for Build Something Weekly. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.